0: You're listening to the podcast, Send Me. Here with you is host, Jason Sweet. Ready, wise, faith in of 42, required to fight on to the range objective and complete the mission. No, Lord be the most survivor. Ready lead the way! Down. Down. Down, Down. Get your Brought to you by SOCOM Athlete. Send me. Send Thanks for tuning in to Socom Athletes Podcast, Send Me. This is your host, Jason Sweet, and you're tuned in to a very special episode as I'm going to be discussing an honor that I had recently of watching a former student of mine, Matt, graduate the Ranger Assessment and Selection Program, also known as RASP. And this is the course, eight weeks in length, that every student that wants to become an Army Ranger has to get through and graduate in good standing in order to get assigned to their Ranger Battalions. Had the honor of watching former student Matt graduate the course as a part of Team 320, RASC Graduation Class 320. What an honor to be a part of this. And go on up to Fort Benning, Georgia. The speaker, special guest speaker for the graduation was Sergeant Major Retired Thomas Fuller. He made a great speech from the heart. The class was on point. I'm going to go ahead and take a pause here and play some audio from the RASC Graduation Class reciting the ranger creed now you will see um whoever let out the third stanza did mess up and i'm sure they paid for that later listen to this ranger creed and for those of you that are training to become an army ranger i recommend you start memorizing this right now here it is ladies and gentlemen please rise for the recitation of the ranger creed my favorite lines of that creed is energetically will i meet the enemies of my country and for those of you that are trying to memorize this creed understand that you will be asked by your cadre in the course to recite maybe the third stanza or the fourth stanza or the second stanza ensure you have the ranger creed memorized inside and out because you will be tested on it and you will be tested on it under stress and if you don't know it you and your teammates will pay And that should really be your motivation is to be prepared so that you can be a great teammate and somebody that your instructor slash cadre are going to want to work with and say, you know what, I want this guy to graduate this course. I can see myself working with him or her. This was a fairly large graduating class, 320 compared to usual, I would say. Or maybe it would be fairly average. I'm sure the numbers change on a regular basis at RASP. But Class 320 started with 165, and they graduated 77. So you're looking at a over 50% attrition rate, around 55%, uh, boarding around 60%. And in order to even get into the course, the numbers that they're looking for, and this is bare minimum, so don't try to just strive for these numbers, but know that this is bare minimum for those that gain entry to the course. You're looking at 53 push-ups, 63 sit-ups, a two mile run in 1430 or less. And be advised when you get to the course, you will do this um, fitness test that I'm discussing right now, but you'll substitute a five mile run for the two mile run. And the five mile run needs to be done in 40 minutes or less. Back to the entry test. The fitness test needs to be 53 pushups, 63 sit-ups, your two mile run in 1430 or less. So that's a seven minute and 15 second mile pace. And 4 pull-ups now rumors are that they are taking out pull-ups from the course Um, We've heard that uh, our students that have gone through recently still had to do pull-ups So as of right now continue to work on your pull-ups, you should still be working on pull-ups anyway It's a great exercise. It's functional. You should absolutely have back strength and have pulling strength But don't get focused around pull-ups really focus on your run time your ruck time your push-ups especially Uh, If anything, they're going to be taking sit-ups out. And we'll be discussing the new Army Fitness Test and what they're doing for current operators in the Army on another episode. Now, as a former USAF Pararescueman or PJ, I have not graduated or gone through the Ranger Assessment Selection Program. However, we have had multiple students graduate the course recently. I've done my research and we've had instructors that we've brought in that have been mentors with the program or guest instructors at the Hell Day or whatever it is that have been through the course and have compiled information for us. And what we can tell you is it all starts with that option 40A contract. Now, I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on it. This is something that you need to do your own research on. Get on Google, possibly contact your local recruiter, tell them what you're interested in, be clear, Communicate with them. Let them know that you're not trying to sign anything right now, but you're interested in this career path. You're interested in the Option 48 contract, and you need to know what you should do now to start planning. Typically, you should start planning at least a year out for going this route whenever you want to be an Army Ranger. Whether you're a junior in high school or whether you're in college about to graduate, it doesn't matter. Plan this out ahead of time. This shouldn't be something that you do on the fly. First step is obviously to graduate basic training. And the Army calls that basic combat training, or BCT, gives it a fancy name. Once you get done with basic training, you'll go on to your one-station unit training, OSUT. After that, you'll go on to advanced individual training, AIT. Upon completion of AIT, you'll go on to RASP. Now, in the past, you would go to Army Airborne School before you would go to RASP. But students would get their wings and then drop out and be like, okay, I'm airborne qualified. I don't want to be a Ranger anymore. I'm out, so now you have to get through RASP in order to go to airborne school. Now at Army Airborne School, there's a lot of questions that we get about the PT standards there. They are not very challenging. You'll be doing a lot of runs in boots, on asphalt. you have to learn how to do a PLF, parachute landing fall. You'll do a basic PT test. It's not extremely challenging. The standards aren't extremely challenging. Don't worry about the standards at Army Airborne School. If you are at the standards that you need to be for the APFT and the RPAT, you're gonna be solid at Airborne School. So don't be concerned with that. Uh, You'll do five jumps at Airborne School. As long as you can PLF properly, you'll get through the basic, uh, I think it's second week, and then you'll get through tower week. You'll go out there and you'll go out and you'll do five jumps. Static line jumps, parachute opens for you, you fall on the ground, make sure that you don't break any bones, get up don't get crushed by any other jumpers above you run in report your roster number and you're good to go graduate the course for those of you that don't have an option 48 contract and possibly are getting rushed into the army and didn't necessarily have that opportunity your recruiter may have told you that you can volunteer to become a ranger at some phase in your training whether it be ait or airborne, or whenever you're at basic training. That is the case, but nothing is guaranteed. So you really want to go for that option 40A contract. But back to the RASP standards. So in order to get into the course, we just talked about the fitness test. You will do a six-mile ruck march with a 35-pound rucksack, and that is not including your water or including the weight of the ruck. Rucks generally weigh 12, 13 pounds and then if you have uh, a gallon of water weighs 8 pounds. So let's say you have a gallon of water in there and your ruck weighs 15 pounds. That's 23 pounds plus 35 pounds in your rucksack. You're looking at 58 pounds typically in these ruck marches whenever you have your water fully loaded to start. And as you drink that water, yes, your ruck will be lighter. Uh, And then your weapon. So you got to be able to do that 6 mile ruck march in an hour and 30 minutes or less, which is completely doable as far as land navigation goes when you get out to coal range we'll discuss that on another episode but land navigation definitely adds another factor in so you may get your heading and or your bearing excuse me and you know where your next point is and you start running to that point so you may have a a time where you're stopping to get oriented on your compass or do a map study and then as soon as you get oriented it's time for you to run to that next heading and from all of our students that have graduated the rasp course they have equally shared their distaste for coal range. Great challenge, they said, um, but would never want to do it again. Coal range uh, was a lot of movement in the woods, nonstop ruck marching, nonstop sleep deprivation, food deprivation. It is the most challenging part of the course, according to our students and students before them. And also know that these students sign a non-disclosure agreement before they start the course, stating that they're not going to talk about details of the course. So the RASP course is always changing. The curriculum is gonna be the same. You know that you're gonna be faced with the challenges that uh, the Rangers were faced with before you, whether it be six mile, eight mile, 10 mile, or your final 12 mile ruck march in in full uniform, camoed out, um, rifle, everything like that. You know you're still gonna be there. You know you're still gonna be evaluated on a five mile run. You know you're still going to hit cold range. You know you're gonna be doing team building, Obstacle courses all of that but the exact curriculum and the sequence of things and what the distance is going to be and what your criteria is going to be that's all going to be different so now it brings us into how do we ensure that we're ready to go to to go to RASP how do we ensure that we're ready to join the army and pursue this career field to be an army ranger and sign that option 48 contract. A good indicator of that is the RPAT. Now, you're not gonna have an obstacle course, but for those of you that haven't looked up the RPAT on Google yet, let me share a little bit about it for you. First, you have a three-mile course, and you're going to have body armor on, your Mitch helmet, and there will be equipment that these Rangers, and this RPAT is for Rangers that are already assigned to their battalions. And this is the PT test that they take every year so that they can maintain qualification as a ranger and show that they are physically fit to fight. So the SCEDCO has 160 pounds in it and SCEDCO is a sled litter. You can drag it and then there's a 20-foot fast rope as well as a 20-foot caving ladder and an 8-foot wall. And the standards are you have to complete a three-mile run um, in this combat PT course in less than one hour. And the course is conducted on this obstacle course as stated and you do a two mile run wearing all of your boots all of your camo your your helmet etc and you begin and end with the 20 foot fast rope after the completion of the run you immediately climb the fast rope 20 foot and you do a controlled descent when the rope climb is complete you drag 160 pounds skedco litter 50 yards you turn around and you drag it back another 50 yards so that's a hundred yard skedco drag immediately following the skedco drag you're going to climb a 20-foot caving ladder all the way up and all the way down. So 40 feet of climbing total. Obviously 20 feet up is going to involve your pulling muscles and then going down you're going to involve your stabilizers and being able to have coordination. And these caving ladders are very small. There's not a whole lot of room for error. They can be pretty agitating. There is some technique for it. Don't think you should need to go purchase your own caving ladder or go train with somebody that has a caving ladder. They're going to teach you everything you need to know. So don't worry. Just make sure that you're physically fit to fight. At the bottom of the caving ladder, you're going to sprint 100 yards. Turn around, sprint back 100 yards, and then climb over an 8-foot wall. After that, you're going to conduct a 1-mile run, obviously wearing everything that you had before. The run will begin and end at the 8-foot wall. Time stops when you cross the line at the 8-foot wall. So you're not going to have that obstacle course, but what are some objects that we can break down and quantify in this test so that we know what to work on in our own regime, in our own game plan? you know that you're gonna be running with weight on. And for those of our listeners out there, we highly recommend running without weight on. If you're going to work on rucking, make sure that you're on some type of game plan, some regime, you do it two, three times a week for four weeks, five weeks tops, and then you take a break. Running should be done on soft ground. And one of the most neglected elements of prepping for the pipeline and readiness for the pipeline is being mobile and flexible and injury free. The more we run and ruck on soft ground, the more we save our hips, knees, and spine. As far as becoming a better rucker or better at running, we want to focus on our abductors. We want to focus on our hip flexors, rectus femoris, patellar tendon. These areas get exposed when we ruck. How do we strengthen those abductors? How do we strengthen our hip flexors? Those exercises involve movements of bringing our knees to our head, or bring our knees to our elbows, or bringing our legs up, lifting our legs, anything that involves isolating the hips, anything that involves movement upwards. When we run, whenever we do any type of lunging, whenever we do elbows to knees, leg lifts, knees to elbows, all of those exercises involve the hips. And we want to work on strengthening the hips. And for those that have been to our hell days and our development courses, and have learned our mobility cycle, For warming up and activating those hips, you know our exercises such as the fire hydrants, the racetracks, Frankensteins, leg lifts, lateral, forward, and being able to do your tubing exercises and your band exercises to increase that hip mobility is vital. Focus on the hips, focus on the muscles and the accessory muscles that are involved in being good at ruck marching, and understand that being great at running will always make you better at rucking. But being great at rucking does not necessarily make you better at running. And I don't know any ranger out there that isn't a great runner and isn't a great rucker. So make sure that you are good at ruck marching and you are great at running. How do we get better at that? We have to get on a game plan. We have to make some type of sense of things. And we also have to make sure that we are not injuring ourselves senselessly by overexposing our body to heavy weight, working around on asphalt, Whatever it is, be smart about it and make sure that you're evaluating your readiness based on what your demands are for the Ranger Pipeline. Now let's discuss a little bit of the difference between Ranger School and RASP. We receive a lot of questions on that. Army Ranger School is a course that is open to different MOS's and that is different jobs in the Army or different branches. You don't necessarily have to be in the army to attend ranger school for example there is a lot of air force security forces personnel that are a little bit of a higher speed that have the opportunity to attend ranger school same with air force tac p and other branches as well but ranger school is a leadership course that gives students the opportunity to learn mission planning in an environment of adversity with sleep sleep deprivation food deprivation and a team environment RASP is a course that is required for students to don the tan beret and get assigned to their ranger battalions. And there are three ranger battalions that they can get assigned to upon graduation. So you're looking at 1st Battalion, which is located at Hunter Army Airfield in Savannah, Georgia. 2nd Battalion, which is at Lewis McCord, and that's uh, in Tacoma, Washington, or a little bit outside of Tacoma, Washington. And then you've got 3rd Bat, and that's at Fort Benning, Georgia. And every ranger I've met has always told me that there's two types of rangers. You've got smart rangers, and you've got strong rangers. So I look forward to seeing where Matt ends up uh, finding his space in. I think Matt would end up being a smart ranger, but we'll see. Part of preparing to become an Army Ranger is understanding the tradition behind the career field and the mission statement. So Army Rangers have a motto, and that is sui and that is of their own accord. And, of course, Rangers lead the way. Now, the mission statement for an Army Ranger is the United States Premier Light Infantry Fighting Force, specializing in raids and assault missions deep inside enemy territory. There are three pillars that make up the Ranger mission. That's Special Operations Raids, Forcible Entry Operations, and Special Reconnaissance. Now, your role on that Army Ranger Battalion is going to dictate your performance in RASP and your performance in the pipeline and also a little bit of randomness and Army's needs and your battalion's needs. For example, our student Andres that recently graduated RASP got assigned up to 2nd Battalion. He is a 13 Fox and a 13 Fox is a forward observer and I won't get too much into it, but they specialize in close air support and will eventually get JTAC qualified, Joint Terminal Attack Control. Another one of our students is still an 11 Bravo, and so he'll specialize in weapons and being an infantryman. And hopefully, based on I know what he wants, he'll have the opportunity to go to sniper school in transition and be a sniper and bring that element to his team, something that I know he's been dreaming of doing. Back to our student, Matt, who graduated the course, and I had the pleasure of watching. Best of luck to you can't wait to follow you along your career, be here as your mentor, continue to be here as your mentor. And for our listeners out there that are striving to become an Army Ranger, I also look forward to being in touch with you, being your mentor along the way, you being a part of this program, whether you're in our group chats, or you're on one of our prep programs, or you're being mentored by us, or you've been at one of our hell day or development courses, we'll always be here for you along the way. And even if you don't get to where you want to be, Maybe that's not the path that you decide to take or you take a deviation or another opportunity presents itself to you. Don't think that we're still not going to be here for you. SOCOM Athlete is designed to help you find what you're meant to do, not what you want to do. Hopefully that involves being in special operations. That's what our platform and our community is involved around. But don't think that finding another career field of purpose automatically means that you're disconnected from this community. That is not the case. Back to Matt super excited for your career, awesome experience to be up there, meet your family, get to hang out with you afterwards one-on-one and just talk about the course, talk about your life. Matt was in our Arizona group training chat. Have spent a lot of time in Arizona in my life being stationed there, going to school there, playing college baseball, college football, whatever it is, Arizona will always be my home. And I had the opportunity to set that Arizona group training chat up Matt was a member of that and got to prep before he went to RASP, especially getting a little bit of water confidence training. And after talking to Matt, the water portion, the combat water survival course was not a problem for him. He crushed it. Awesome to have the opportunity to train with him and awesome to have the opportunity to go up there and be a part of your special day and again i look forward to being there for all of your graduations keep in touch with me congratulations to rasp graduating class 320 you are the army's newest rangers you are the tip of the spear all the best to you prayers and wishes as you go out and get to assign to your ranger battalions and do your upgrade training deploy master your skill develop bonds with your teammates and find your place on your battalions rasp class 320 this isn't the start but it's only the beginning always remember those that are willing to live by the sword must be willing to die by the sword be selfless look after your teammates stay humble and congratulations on earning your spot in the united states army ranger battalions you are now the tip of the spear this is a short episode thanks for tuning in this is your host, Jason Sweet. If you enjoyed it, give us a five star rating. Leave us a short review. Follow us on Instagram. Shoot us an email if you have any questions. Looking forward to working with you at the next Hell Day and Development courses or at one of our team workouts. And until next time, we are out. Ready to spend the incisive number 42 required to fight on to the range objective and complete the mission. No be the most survivors. Rage, <laughs> lead <laughs> the way. Down. <laughs> 30. 30. 30. 30. 30. Get the, Get the, Get the, Get the, Get the your Brought to you by SOCOM ATHLETE. Send me, Send.